wandering journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Streets of Your Town podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on whose land this story was gathered. I acknowledge that for tens of thousands of years, our First Nations people have walked this country and shared stories on this great land down under, and I walk in their footsteps today. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Karen Jacobson's voice is familiar to the users of more than a billion devices worldwide as the voice of Siri. But her movements in the past year are less well known than the renowned singer-songwriter's voice, which has directed people to their destination around the globe. Karen's journey has taken her from Mackay, when she first dreamed of becoming a singer, to New York, where she transformed a one-off audition into her personal brand, The GPS Girl, as an all-in umbrella for her voice and singing work. Suddenly returning to Australia as the COVID-19 pandemic first started to spread, Karen tells us on Streets of Your Town how she thought she'd waited out for a few months with her husband and son in the sparkling Sundays. But in another life pivot, Karen and her family are still down under, and she's now overcome logistical barriers to finish her new album, Ready for What I Came Here For, through a remote recording to her producer in New York. Karen Jacobson, welcome to Streets of Your Town. Oh, good. G'day. It's so good to be with you, Ned. <laughs> Coming to us from, from the Sundays, no less. How is life in the paradise? Sundays. Well, here's the thing. There's this worldwide pandemic crisis <laughs> and that had us literally pick up and leave with a day's notice thinking, well, we'll come to Australia oh, for truly. a few weeks while it blows over. From New York. And... Mm. And that has led to a, an extremely unexpected relocation. But when you mentioned the Whit Sundays, you know, there was the thinking that if we're going to be displaced from our home of 20 years in New York, we'll do it in paradise. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. that I was speaking to you, Karen, was for a Griffith University interview in, uh, in your lounge room in New York. And I can't believe, I think three years later, where life can take us. But that's what a pandemic does, I suppose, in the middle of all that. 
total recalculating. <laughs> to think of you, that of course has been your shtick for some time and you were going to conferences. You had this, this worldwide brand for the people who are listening to your voice going, I, I know this girl. Who is this Karen Jacobson? Can you explain it for us again? How did this happen? Well, I am originally from Mackay at seven years of age. I saw Olivia Newton-John on TV. She was my inspiration and I, I wanted to become a professional singer and move to America, which I did. And I lived in New York for 20 years. When I was first over there, a client was looking for, uh, they would take doing auditions and they were looking for a native female Australian voiceover artist living in the Northeast of the United States. And I saw that brief and I thought that is a description of me and I <laughs> I went to the audition and I got the job so if my voice is familiar to anyone listening it might be because I told you you know where to go and what to do my voices ended up in a billion GPS and smartphones and elevators and cruise ships and software applications. I'm everywhere while I'm here with you, Nance. <laughs> it, it is interesting though, isn't it, that some slight diversions in life can take you in ways that just uh, become so all-encompassing, really, and it became your brand and, and, and really, I think, could I say, has helped you in where you've come to now, back to Queensland as well. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I think I was describing to somebody the other day that my entire brand, the GPS girl, the empowerment brand, the speaking engagements and the books and the principle of recalculating your life and hosting retreats. Like I could look at all of that as a detour in some ways, but in other ways, it's absolutely completely led me to where I am right now, which is being incredibly creatively fulfilled and living my dream uh, my childhood dream as a, to be a songwriter and singer. So, you know, we can we can look at what happened in the past and judge it and and you know roll our eyes, or we can go, you know what? For some reason, and we don't know the mystery of life and the universe, <laughs> but for some reason, that was a, that order was correct to bring us where we are now. Absolutely. And I remember when we were in New York, we were talking about your show from Mackay to Manhattan and that crossed my mind. I wonder if you're going to do one from Mackay to Manhattan to Mackay now. Oh, what what are you thinking? So funny. <laughs> well, I did premiere that show. I, I wrote it and premiered it in Mackay actually at yes. the Mackay Entertainment Centre last year and that was just a life thrill and I've performed it at a number of wonderful venues in regional Queensland and I will perform it again. It's just, it's it's a project that's there, it will be developed further while I get on with all these other projects. But uh, that's so funny you should say that because that had occurred to me, but somebody recently said to me, oh, isn't it interesting that your life is Mackay to Manhattan and your son's life is going to be Manhattan back to Mackay or Queensland. Amazing. I think so. that's another part of the show somehow to weave in. Absolutely. It's so yes. interesting. And, of course, you've got your new album. It's just been released. Well, it's been a two-year process and I started recording that album in person in New York in 2019. Then during the pandemic there was about a 10 month break a long break and it got to a point where we'd extended and extended our time in Queensland and then realized well we're going to keep staying here it doesn't make sense to go back for the medium term and I thought well what is it that I'm missing so much about not being there 
And one of those things was the ability to continue with my recording this record. And I liaised with the producer, Matt Anthony, and we figured out a way to remotely record and finish the, the album. And now we, you know, we're in a groove um, three tracks into the next album. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, so there'll be another album probably about September. Uh, so I, I just, I had such a break, Nance, that I have so much material and I'm writing voraciously and I'm just so excited to get the, the music out there and I've really coined it as music with a message. So I have, you know, a message of recalculating and, and the messages that I've been, uplifting messages I've been sharing through my speaking engagements, but now I'm bringing the music together with it. It's, uh, you know, it's cinematic, piano-driven, melodic songs with my vocals really uplifting or comforting and emotional themes. And, you know, at the age of 52, I have some things to say in a different way than if I was... Uh, 17 and it's really been incredibly uh, moving because there are there are people out there who want to hear what somebody with a little bit of life experience has to say through music with a message so I'm I'm I feel like I'm just at the start of a very exciting period of my life. Oh, Karen, this is so encouraging and so exciting. Speaking from the perspective of a woman who is also in this period of her life, and can I say that sometimes in the media there's not a lot of positive uh, messages coming that, no! uh, that we have something to contribute. Well, may I be a part of the beginning <laughs> of uh, however it is described, but I openly just shared my age because I think it is very important that something that I know I've hidden for years and years and years because, oh, in the music business, you're washed up if you're 22. Nobody's going to work if you're over 35. I am so done with that. I am so over it. I mean, can I just say it again? And anybody listening who's in that kind of environment where people make judgments about your age and your um, whatever status you have, I mean, truly, I feel so liberated from that. And if somebody like me who felt so trapped in that entertainment industry thinking for so long uh, can just decide, and I have, I've just decided I am running my own race. I am not a part of the traditional music business and I will liaise with it when welcomed and whenever required. But truly, I am an independent artist creating beautiful music. I'm here to share beauty and love in the world and I'm going to keep doing it. Can you tell us about a couple of those songs that you've so kindly shared with us on the podcast, continuing on that that beautiful message of, of positivity, Karen, and I think at the moment it's so needed, so mm. needed, isn't it, on so many levels? I agree. And I, look, I have been writing songs since I was seven years old. When I was that age, I had a melody pop into my head. And I didn't know what it was. It was weird, but there was this melody and it came with words. But what I did know is that they were very important and I had to figure out a way of writing them down. So I, I, I was able to recognize something about what my inner self or wherever the magic of songwriting comes from was, was asking of me. And I, ever since that time, I've written songs. So I am in my heart of hearts. That is my that's what I'm here for on the planet. And 
these songs, you know, in 2019, I came to a point where I really was thinking, what's the point? What's the point? I am putting in a tremendous amount of energy and effort into my business. I'm getting some results to the outside world. It looks like they're amazing results, but to me, it doesn't match the effort I'm putting in. And I was working with a a master coach at the time. And you know what? I, I made this decision to stop the action. Now, I'm an incredibly productive, personable, effective, efficient person, you know, I stopped going to networking meetings. I stopped making appointments with people and getting myself out there. I just stopped. And it was like a cold turkey shock to my system because I am such a people person. But I I realized that this I needed space to listen and I wanted to hear what life wanted of me as opposed to what I thought I wanted to do. And this what's the point was from having worked so hard at my own original music and performing career pre-GPS and pre-becoming a mother and not quite making it. I didn't quite get the big record deal and I didn't become just like Olivia Newton-John or Celine Dion, but I had people telling me my voice was was world-class and my songs were great and gosh, your music deserved more attention than it got, but I didn't get it. So. I really, I had had a huge break where I stepped in and out of my creative expression, but I, I was thinking about all of those pieces of evidence that I'd been looking for that I was really supposed to be making music. And what, what it came to after I stopped the action is, I mean, I was really asking the ether for guidance. I was like, well, why are these songs coming through me? And the answer was consistent. It was so they can be heard. But I'm like, that makes no sense. I don't have a big record deal. I'm 50 years old. Nobody's interested in hearing. There's no evidence that anybody of my age or status, like like there are people my age, but they're Tina Arena. They've had massive, massive success and they're Celine Dion. They're, they're our age, but there's nobody that I could see who was emerging or breaking through at an older age in any event. I stopped the action and through that period, I mean, it was painful. I mean, trying to not do things was really tough for a doer, but it was the best thing I could have done. And along the way there, I discovered a group called the I Heart Songwriting Club, which Brisbane songwriter Francesca de Valence began. And I joined that club. So I was put into a mastermind group of 10 songwriters with for 10 weeks. And we each wrote a song a week for the 10 weeks. Well, it changed my life. It was a revelation. And most of the songs on this new album, Ready For What I Came Here For, were written as a part of that creative process, which I continue now as an ongoing part of my own creative life. And it's, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm still going and doing speaking engagements and I love them. I'm doing my voiceover work. Um, I'm emceeing galas, you know, I've got, that GPS and recalculating message side of my life and business still exists, but I am, when I'm not doing that, I'm writing, I'm recording and releasing music and performing way more concerts than I have in a long time. And I think that's the perfect throw to listen to 
your beautiful music right now. We will play this song that you have so beautifully introduced for us. Feel the yearning while reaching across the divide between who I once was and who I decide. Every Christmas must take its time. And now I'm ended up where you're, you're meant to be. Karen, I remember when we've spoken before, you're a big believer in that inner voice, that we can tap into that inner voice. The inner GPS, I am a huge believer in that. And I think for big periods of my own life, and I see it with others in my conversations with others, there's so much noise. There is so, you know, everywhere we look, there's an image, there's a, there's a, there's audio there's it's just our attention is is it's full and I love my phone and I love my computer I love them because they are access to creativity they are access to people around the world they it's miraculous thank goodness I live in this time and I as somebody who's pretty disciplined I find it a challenge to discipline myself because every time I go to have downtime, there's something that I think that I'd really like to do and it involves a, a screen. But I do know that the best thing for me is to be able to have time away from, from the screen. And I think um, it's difficult to hear, to build the ability to hear in a GPS, our inner sense of self, our intuition, people call it a lot of different things when everything is so noisy and one thing i would say is turn off the news and i would say create a mindfulness practice i meditate twice a day 20 minutes in the morning 20 minutes in the afternoon if you told me years ago that i would find the time for that i'd be like i'm too busy how could i do that it's a game changer and to be able to hear literally hear yourself think is uh to me that's that's the beginning of freedom and i remember your passion for the music industry as well for the creative arts Karen and for the importance of that in our life has that been really difficult I suppose from the perspective of the pandemic just to see what's happening to the industry and the struggles that have happened then it's devastating I think it's uh if we're going to look at the opportunity here which I I am someone who wants to look to creative solutions And that is that it's become so clear. And there are some people who really don't want to do anything about that, but there are others who are really aware 
it's raised awareness for people to say, oh, hang on a minute, that's an, in- that's an industry. That's not just something someone does because they're lucky enough to do what they love. But we've got to really support this sector. Um, and even in music education, you know, I was reading this morning about um, music education, and, and I personally find that to be where it begins and extremely important. And Queensland has a track record of being world class, like world leading in terms of uh, education and music. And I personally want to see that continue. People like me, people like so many people I know who've come up through music education in Queensland and gone around the world and been part of elevating the creative conversation and and contributing to the arts in just massive ways. And that begins with that that five-year-old in prep or grade one starting their music, regular music classes. And was that where it started for you too when you were seven in Mackay? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I was at North Mackay State Primary School and we had music every week. And then I, I really had an affinity for it and began private piano lessons as well. But right through school, I was in the choir. I was in the school musicals. There were just so many creative experiences. It was amazing. And hopefully there'll be an appreciation of the importance of that now as we reflect really on this incredible experience we've been through worldwide that that, that the arts are part of that process not just an an adjunct (laughs) I'm sure you've also read about you know the concept of imagine being at home in lockdown without a computer without any any shows to watch any books to read any music to listen to you know that's like being in an ashram which some people choose but many people who who were in lockdown didn't really like the fact that they were being forced to be in an ashram with electronics oh thank you so much karen it's so wonderful to hear your positivity and and hope at this time and how you can reinvent yourself at Anytime in life, at it any age. It is never too late to recalculate. <laughs> it is never too late to recalculate, with, truly. With a day's notice from New York, goodness me, that's something you're going to look back on in life. It is. And and I, somebody listening might be like, oh, it's, all, it's so easy for you, Karen. It's really easy for you. But I've got to just let you know that it's not that easy for me. I am somebody who is getting up and doing my best to figure life out every day. And maybe the difference is that I'm really passionate about personal and professional development. I have had that drive to figure out how to be uh, the best version of myself I can be. So I'm always looking at what I can read that empowers me, what I can listen to, um, what I can study. I'm studying all the time about consciousness and life and, and how to how to live a, a really incredibly juicy life that I love. And then there are the human moments where there's absolute disaster. You know, I've struggled with, with chronic debilitating anxiety, thankfully not so much in this, this period of my life, but so many things I've had to figure out and overcome. So yeah, if the, if the thought is like, oh, it's so easy for you, actually I'm just, just like everyone else figuring it out day by day. We're all stumbling along and Karen, thank you for making beautiful music to help us stumble along and, and figure it out as well. Absolutely, my pleasure and, uh, and thanks for having me. Oh, you have reached your destination. I
that was Karen Jacobson, or the GPS girl, sharing her new album with us for this episode of Streets of Your Town. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. If you'd like to meet more everyday, incredible Australians, subscribe and listen to the back catalogue of Streets of Your Town, including Series 2, The Journo Project, on Apple Music, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please review and rate Streets of Your Town on your podcast provider, share the show with your mates or join my wandering Journo tribe of supporters at the Streets of Your Town website. Site, soyt.substack.com. Mm-hmm.